Welcome to the Yarn A School Library Journal production. I'm Colby Sharp. In today's episode, I talk with Aubrey Hartman about her new book, The Lion of Lark Hayes Manor. You need to add this amazing book to your to-read list. I could not turn the pages fast enough of this amazing middle grade novel. In this interview, we talk about where she got the idea for a lion, why she decided to write for middle grade readers, and her hope for the book. It's time to unravel The Lion of Lark Hayes Manor. Tell us a little bit about your new book. So my new book, The Lion of Larkay's Manor, came out this week with Little Brown. It's my debut novel. And I'm going to steal the words from you, Colby. Oh, It's a love letter to the power of story. And um, it's told through the eyes of Poppy Woodlock. She is a young girl. She's just starting at a new middle school, and she's the new girl at the middle school. And she kind of looks around, and she sees over the summer, everyone's gotten bigger, but yet they seem smaller in some ways, less interested in anyone else, less interested in the things that she loves. And one of those things being books and the power in them and magic specifically. She loves, she's always on the hunt for magic. So her family's just moved to this new town in Oregon. There is a coastal town and they are historical renovators. So they're fixing up this sprawling, decrepit manor called Lark Hayes Manor. And Poppy senses that she, there's some magic in there. And of course she finds it because we wouldn't have a story otherwise. <laughs> and um, she makes this bargain with this exiled water nymph for it's kind of an exchange of magic between worlds, right? So the nymph is going to give her a piece of magic from her world. And Poppy in exchange has to offer a piece of magic from ours. And to her, that's a book. So she pulls this book out. It's her favorite book. It's Narnia. She hands it to the nymph and in exchange. She thinks she's being very clever, by the way, because there's thousands of copies of books in the world and there's thousands, you know, the millions of books. And so she thinks she's given something she can easily replace. So in exchange, she gets this winged lion from the old world, and his name is Samson. Um, what she doesn't realize is that as Samson grows, another book is taken from the world for each night he grows. And with those book, with those disappearing books, the memories disappear. And so she starts to see the people around her change, and things get really weird, and like their lives basically begin to unravel because without these stories that they've held dear that have changed them and helped them evolve and kind of changed the trajectory of their lives in a lot of ways, they become different without those memories. So all this is happening, by the way, as she's falling in love with Samson and her, their friendship is blossoming in a really beautiful way. And they are kind of helping each other step into their power. And so it becomes this game of, you know, how can she fix this without giving up the thing that she loves? Now, where like, what was the seed? Like, where did the story start for you? Like, what is mm. your first memory of trying to meet these characters yeah. or develop this world? Yeah, so I initially was writing that. I've been with Molly, my agent, for many years. And I initially wanted to write for teens. That was really 
my first two books were YA novels, young adult novels. And um, I really had my heart set on writing for teens. And even though there were like Molly and my writer's group and some other people close to me were saying, well, have you ever given a crack at middle grade? I really feel like your content and your voice would really thrive in the middle grade space. I just, for whatever reason, I was really set on writing for teens. So I had just turned in a second YA novel to Molly uh, for her feedback and to get my mind off of refreshing my inbox and waiting for her response. I knew I needed to start a new project. And so I had kind of this blank slate in front of me and I began to think, you know, well, what were the, what would, what would Aubrey want to read as a kid? Mm. And so then I started to think about the novels that I did love that, that shaped me, you know, the ones that stayed with me, they're a wrinkle in time and hatchet and um, Charlotte Doyle, anything by Avi. And these are all middle grade. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just realized, okay, this is the, this is the point in my life that I realized I wanted to be, I was a reader. I wanted to be a writer someday. And um in a lot of ways, that was that was the, the turning point in my life. And if all of these books are the ones that changed me, then maybe that is the space for me mm-hmm. to be writing in. Maybe that, you know. And um, it's funny because that's kind of the heart of Lion too, where that idea evolved at the same time. Like, what what would I be without these stories? If I forgot these stories, if they disappeared out of my life, how would that change me? Um, and what like piece of my soul would that take away? And so it, that was kind of the moment where I realized I'm writing middle grade and I'm writing this story. Mm-hmm. So if like, what's one book that if disappeared would change you and like, mm-hmm. how would it change you? Like if you had to pick one book, that would be yeah. the saddest to not ever have existed. That's the the true confessions of Charlotte Doyle. I think, I don't know if you've read that one, but it's about, it's Avi. He wrote the book and um, it's about a young girl who, and it's set back in, you know, like the 1800s and um, she boards this ship and she's heading off to like boarding school or something. And she's, you know, a product of high society and she's very prim and proper and she boards the ship and it, it actually ends up being a mutinous ship. And so, you know, adventure and, and, um, kind of she's like thrown into this situation with all these grizzly men and she's way out of her comfort zone and she realizes it's kind of this turning point for her where she realizes she does not have to be all the things that are expected of her and she can evolve past that and she can and and kind of her life can veer in a different way and um that I guess that was that was really that was really momentous for me, I guess, to realize, you know, I, I can, I can evolve beyond these expectations of me as a young girl, you know, and I can, I can kind of um, choose, choose whatever life path that I feel, even if, even if it's like completely opposite to what society expects of me. And what do you think of this life path that you have chosen? <laughs> oh, I just, I, 
I, I, I am so happy. I don't know. I feel like I, we've been, we've been through a lot as a family the past couple of years. You know, my, I, I have a, a daughter who was born with um, a lot of medical needs that that was kind of a path that she chose me rather than I chose it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet I feel like I'm exactly where I need to be, you know, and, um, and writing in, and I'm <laughs> writing in, in a way saved my life these past couple of years because, you know, I started writing a long time ago. I started writing 10, 11 years ago and I didn't get on the day. And this is kind of in my author's note on the day that I went on submission with lion, which means that they were sending it to the editors mm-hmm. and Molly was sending it to editors to see if anyone wanted to, you know, um, publish it. And on that day I went into labor with my daughter mm-hmm. and um, and she was born not breathing and she was born with a lot of medical issues and she has a trach and a feeding tube and her journey has just been so engrossing and, and busy and heavy. And all the while I've been also forced because Lion was picked up a few months later and then I signed a contract and I've been kind of forced to hold, keep this piece of myself, the writing, mm-hmm. you know, and I think had it not ended up exactly that timing wise where um you know it sold while Naomi was a young baby then I probably would have put writing uh, on the shelf for a long time so um anyway I feel like writing has been um kind of this piece of me that has all along I've, I've just kind of been able to return to and remember that um you know, my, my identity and my passion is, is still intact, you know, even though our focus was divided for a lot for, you know, in a very profound way, these past couple of years. What is it that you um, like about writing? Or what is it about writing that you feel like it is what you're supposed to do? Hmm. I, I think writing um, at this point, writing is for me, it's, it's a passion and an obsession and also an, a compulsion. I feel like I have to be doing it because it is how I make sense of the world. It's also um, kind of how I feel like, you know, beyond a creative outlet, it is something that connects me to a, a greater world that, you know, with, with having, being a young mom and having kids, I, a lot of times my world feels very small mm-hmm. and I'm just in the corner of my house, you know, doing my little writing. But when I am writing, I feel like my world expands beyond that. And I can connect with people that I, you know, don't, would never have communication with otherwise. So, like, what's it like having a book in the world now? Like, through all of this that you've been through and this decade-plus-long process, and now you are a published author with a book in middle-grade homes and middle-grade classrooms and libraries. What What's that been like? I mean, we're only we're doing this interview at the beginning of May, less than a week after your book came out. But, like, what's that, what's that feel like? Um, it felt really surreal at first. 
because yeah it's just it's kind of this this invisible theoretical thing that happens your book launches and then you're in the world Mm -hmm. but I've you know the best the absolute best part of this whole thing has been getting photos of kids reading the book (laughs) and just like even on day two that it was out they're halfway through the book and they're just engrossed and they're just sprawled out on the couch and they're like not moving for the next few hours because they're going to finish this book and um it's so it's kind of cheesy to say but it feels like it's made everything all these 10 years of like swimming in the cold sea of rejection and writing all these novels just to get to this one point it's made it worth it a hundred percent it's this is exactly what i what i was writing for all along was to you know take these to be able to connect with these kids in this magical way and hopefully inspire them and if nothing else give them a distraction from this dreary world that we're in right now so i mean lion could be some kid charlotte doyle yeah that's the hope Mm. so like how did you become like a writer so like i you're like this debut middle grade like none of us have any idea who you are like what was your journey to becoming someone who writes books for kids so my mom is actually a writer as well she writes picture books yeah so she her her debut picture book came out when i was in the second grade so it's kind of always been a big part of my life and i remember her doing author visits at my elementary school and feeling like a very big deal when I walked around because I was <laughs> Leslie Evans' daughter. Um, but I never considered, I never considered it for a career for myself. You know, I went to college and I majored in art history and advertising and um, let, graduated and thought, I'm just going to get a desk job and work my way up the ladder and this is what I'm going to do. Um but then when I was a young adult, it, I was probably about, I don't know, 23 or 24. I, <laughs> I was really depressed. And my mom goes, well, maybe you need a creative outlet because, you know, I've always been a creative person. and I've always loved writing. Like I've, I, I've always been scribbling in notebooks. I just never, I think it was kind of almost a subconscious. I'm going to, I'm not going to follow my mom's footsteps kind of thing. So uh, she said, oh, yeah, maybe you need a creative outlet. So I started writing that day. And that was the first novel I wrote was This Adventure on the High Seas. It was a, it was a YA novel. And um, I, oh, my gosh. I just never could stop after that. I would stay up. You know, this is my, my life before kids. But I would stay up until the birds were chirping writing. Like, and that was my, mm. that was my cue to go to bed and, and to get some sleep. And I... I just fell in love with it. And I, and even, you know, I, I wrote for a long time before, before I had quote unquote success, you know, a publication and, and I was probably like 10 years over 10 years, but it never occurred to me to stop writing. Yeah. So it just, it, now it's just, you know, it's the compulsion really. Mm. So you touched on it a little bit ago with one of the questions, but I guess I'll just ask it in a more formal way. What is your hope? for this book my hope is that it finds a kid who needs it I you know it's funny because I I when I was in the fifth grade I ran for the coveted office of school body vice 
vice president. Let's go. And I know, but I lost. Okay. So I lost and it was so devastating to me. And I kind of let it define me like how I, I never ran for another leadership role. I did not view myself as a leader from then on. I kind of crawled into my shell. I was very shy and unassuming and I did not, you know, speak up very, very much after that. And in the Lion of Larkey's Manor, Poppy runs for a leadership role and she fails as well, but she kind of does the opposite. So in a way, I guess I'm trying to rewrite my own history. She does the opposite where she continues to, she gets stronger and louder and she continues to fight for this, this uh, leadership role that she knows she deserves. And um, so I guess I hope, I hope that a kid realizes that their voice is uh, unique and important and irreplaceable and they fight for they fight they fight to uh, be heard thank you for listening to this episode of the yarn thank you aubrey for taking the time to chat with me about your amazing book thank you to heidemann for sponsoring this episode Thank you to my co-host, Travis Yonker, for helping me produce this episode. Travis, it's the summer. We did it. And thank you to Philip Stead for creating our theme song. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Colby Sharp.